So in this week's episode of Follow Me to Millions, you are in for a treat. We have two rock stars, two titans, two moguls of this industry, Mitch Parker and Marlo Singh. These guys have grown colossal businesses and you're gonna wanna watch this for sure. These guys started out with nothing and they learned along the way, they jumped over some hurdles, they had some obstacles, and you're gonna learn their, their story. And stay tuned for this week's episode of Follow Me to Millions. Guys, welcome. Welcome to Follow Me in a Millions podcast. Appreciate you both being here. And today we want to talk about your journeys in real estate as realtors, also as like investors, whatever you're doing now. But I both know you didn't start in real estate. You didn't come out of the womb saying, hey, I'm a realtor. So I want to know, Mitch, like where did you start before you got into real estate? I came out of the womb. You did? <laughs> I was no, no. You're the one person. The you're one you're the chosen one. You're exactly. Chosen no. one. Yeah. Um, I went to school for uh, business with a specialization in finance. Okay. And when I finished school, while I was looking for my like true career, right. um, I was doing residential renovations and construction. Okay. And I really was enjoying it. Right. And like, uh, how did you get into that? Was it like a family thing? Was it just you were just doing it? You know what's funny is like my mom is really handy. Funny okay. enough, my dad's totally unhandy. Like, okay. doesn't know anything, right? Yeah. And so I always would help my mom fix things like right. through the years as I was growing up. And yeah. so um, when I finished school, someone said, hey, I, if you want to help me, I have an opportunity to just jump on board work full time okay. while you're finding your finance job. And wherever right. you find that right. finance okay. job, you can switch over, right? Just like a part-time thing. Just, just a part-time On a whim, right. Yeah. I and mean, so I was really enjoying it. And the one thing is like in construction and renovations, the bar is about as low as it gets in terms of like the industry, right? And so- Okay, what, I think real estate sales might be slightly lower, but- <laughs> I challenge that. <laughs> I seriously, but yeah. So what happened was, yeah. um, as I progressed in that, and it didn't take right. very long, people yeah. started hiring me all, for all, all these like evening jobs and weekend jobs and okay. side gigs, and yeah. I got so busy with that, yeah. that I actually quit working with that person I was with, right. started my own residential renovations company, and right. through that, that was at the same time that like HGTV was popular course, and, and yeah, Discovery yeah. Channel with yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. flipping houses. Right, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting here with like a finance background to run the numbers yeah. and a crew of guys who work for me. Yeah. If I'm not flipping houses, this absolutely makes no sense. Fair enough. And so um, I went to my dad yeah. and I said, hey, you know, you have the ability to qualify for a mortgage and a little bit of cash put aside. Yeah. What if I find the property and right. we go in on it together? That's excellent. And so he became my first joint venture partner. Amazing. And we bought a student rental property. This was in Ottawa. Okay, in Ottawa, and, right. Uh, yeah, in Ottawa, rented out to students. And then we sort of, for one house came into the other, into the other. Right. And through the process, at right. some point, as you guys both know, as active investors, it yeah. just makes sense to have a real estate license. Of course. Absolutely. There's no question about it. And so I got a real estate license. Right. And then organically, people were just asking me, like, look, you went and bought like four properties in the first year. Right. Um, how did you do it? Can you teach me how to do it? And I was yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. Here, I'll help you buy houses. And yeah. it all blossomed from there. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so Marlo, do you have what did you do prior to getting into sales? So my path was a little different. Um, right. Started out the same. Um, took business, right. entrepreneurship, specialization. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I did sales, telesales, telemarketing, customer service. Right. And uh, that's you know, the grind. It's it, yeah, it's challenging. <laughs> I've done that not yeah. for long, but I've done it. You yeah. get good at sales doing that, yeah. right? Yeah. You get good at dealing with people and. Um, while I was doing it, I was just good at rejection. I didn't mean to cut you off. You get really good at rejection of that, yeah. Yeah, which makes yeah. you good a great real estate agent. This is true. All right. Um, it took a little while. Um, 
while I was doing those telesales jobs, I was thinking about what I want to actually do as a career. Right. And uh, it kind of led me to real estate sales. Whereas if I'm going to be selling something, right. um, as a salesperson, I want to be doing what's going to get me the highest return or the highest payout in terms of like a commission. Yeah, based on a percentage, you want to sell the highest ticketed item. Correct. Makes sense. Right. Uh, that's what brought me in. Right. All right. Um, then I got a really great mentor right. who said real estate is more than just sales. Okay. There's all these different other avenues. Right. There's investing in properties. There's capital lending. Right. Um, there's there's so many different things you can do. Right. Um, and then as a salesperson, when it actually came to helping people, you know, find their home or teaching them how to invest, right. uh, that was that was a pretty good feeling as well. Yeah. Um, so. so you came from sales into sales. You came yeah. from construction into sales, but they're sort of both came to the same realization that sales is kind of the path you both wanted. Yeah. So when you first started in real estate, what was like, you know, you're starting out and you're saying, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, was it more comfortable for you, Mitch, that you were in construction, that you kind of knew what you were doing, or were you thrown into the fire and saying, I have no idea how to get on the MLS. I don't know how to market. I don't know what this is doing. Should I wear a suit? Should I not wear a suit? Like, like, what was that journey when you first started as your licensed realtor? For sure. And I think we all went through the same process in that it was three courses right. at that time and like yeah. three pretty thick actual textbooks. Yeah, huge, yeah. And then you kind of finished and they said, well, best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my situation, I think, is a little bit unique in the fact that because I had the construction background, right. I could have those conversations with people right away. Right. I also never really got a real estate license with the intention to sell to people on scale. Okay. It really was so I could build my own investment portfolio and have that unique advantage. So right. business came organically to me where it's like, can you show me how to do this? And enough people started doing that. And right. I, that I had that like aha moment right. where I was like, oh, it probably makes sense to pursue this avenue like Marlo touched on. There's so many right. different ways to make money as one of the avenues to go down. Right. And so, but I never came from that place of like, where, where do I start? It was just straight okay. from investing. And then I think I was lucky because it came to me in a lot of ways, which was nice. So was there a divergent moment at that your aha moment saying, you know, I could probably do, you know, instead of investing, I could be as profitable, if not more profitable as a salesperson. I know you're super successful. So was there like a point in time where you're saying, look, I want to weigh more into the sales as opposed to construction? Like what was that? The nice part process? about real estate sales to yeah. me. And it's so, so mostly I do um, pre-construction okay. and I have a background working for developers and some of the bigger marketing companies as vice president. Right. And so the thing that I really like about real estate is it's a scalable business. Of course. And no so ceiling, yeah. there's no ceiling, literally yeah. no ceiling. Right? right. And so what you can do is you can put systems and structures in to assist <laughs> you and to help you grow. Yeah. Right. And if you treat it like an actual business, which I think is a challenge for a lot of realtors. 100%, but yeah. if you structure it like a true business, then you can really set yourself up to be able to do these multiple things where you can build a team of agents that are working for you, that mm -hmm. you can go and invest, that you can do some private lending, and you can really build like a life for yourself all centered on real estate. Right. Yeah. And so for Marla, when you first got your license, like what was your journey like? It was, you know, was it as easy as Mitch seems to you? Yeah, it, it wasn't quite as easy as Mitch. There, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite as easy. Um, you yeah. know, graduated real estate school and it was, okay, go ahead and yeah. how do I find clients? Okay. Okay. Now that I've found clients, how do I search on the MLS? Okay. Um, how do I, you know, make an offer? How do I go from there. Right. Um, so how, how is the training? Like how is the like you're answering to the how questions? Like how are you getting that answer? Uh, so I found a really great mentor. Okay. And you know, I would sit in his office every day for two hours a day and yeah. ask a million questions. Right. And you know, 
eventually things started to click within me. Right. And as I started to put those those tips and guidance into effect, I started yeah. seeing the results. Yeah. Right. And a lot of it is just kind of overcoming your own mindset or your own personal barriers. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was when I was doing my sales job, I was making, you know, $40,000 a year per se. And I average in Canada. Yeah. Right. And my goal was, OK, if I can make 40K in real estate right. my first year, I'm, I'm a happy Why not? guy. Yeah, you got, you got <laughs> right? your boss, right? You get the same salary, but you get your own timeline. And do right. You want, right. So and then it was, oh, my God, I did this. Yeah. But I did it in six months. Right. Right. Yeah. OK, yeah. no. I'll, now, do I sit back for the rest of the six months <laughs> or do I keep it yeah, going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it, and it took a little while to get everything rolling. Right. Um, you know, I hit the pavement, a lot of leases, a lot of yeah. rentals, kind yeah. of building my client book. Right. Um, learning how to work with people. Yeah. Um, I've never done a showing in my life. I've never done an open house in my life. So right. it's kind of a matter of figuring out what to do, what to say. Right. Um, and you learn from experience. And so like when you're doing telemarketing, it was you're in an office, obviously on yeah. the phone, real estate, you're in person for a lot of the, a lot of the time, right? Yeah. Like that's how you, that engagement, that, that like physical business of sales and real estate. So did you find that there was a difficult transition there? Were you comfortable with it because of your sales background? Like I was that? comfortable with it because of my sales background. Right. Um, I'm pretty good at dealing with people overall. Right. Um, and, and what I found is be genuine. Yeah. Have your client's yeah, best interest in mind. Way, yeah, right? sure. Have your client's best interest in mind. Don't think about your paycheck. Yeah. If you treat people good, and you do what's right for them, right. um, good things will happen for you. Yeah. I always look at it in terms of like, there's like leading indicators right. and lagging indicators. Right. And the leading is the ones that you can control. Yeah. So like how many phone calls you make, how yeah. many meetings you set, how many appointments you're going on. Right. Those are, are where agents should really be focusing on. Right. And like the lagging indicators is like, how much money did you make? How many yeah. sales have you done? What are done? you closing based on that? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And that just comes. So yeah. if you're strategic and you put in the smart work Correct. in a productive way, right. the rest of it just comes. And I think that's really important as well. Right. So was there anything that you were doing now that you didn't do back then where like, uh, this, you know, there's probably a million different answers for that. Yes. But like, is, you know, time obviously changed. Technology has come a long way. Exponential technology has really changed our business. But like, is there something that you've done differently then that you wish you knew that you could do today and vice versa? It's a fantastic question. Yeah. And the one thing that I've really become very aware of as I get more experience, and I think as I probably get older as well, is right. your time becomes so valuable. Right. And so being efficient with like every 15 minutes of your day yeah. is so important. And so what I've done over the years is I do like time audits where for like okay. a week at a time, yeah. I'll literally pre-do this on a spreadsheet yeah. and I'll write like from morning to night okay. every in 15 minute intervals right. and then I'll track it the entire week. Okay. And I go back and I look at it and I'm like, how much time am I spending on things that are not bringing value to my life? Right. And I find the most interesting thing is every single time I've done it, there's always things on there that I'm like, why am I spending like four hours a week doing this. Like social media? <laughs> <laughs> Consuming yeah. social media, 100% yeah. yeah, has to be people's biggest time waster. Has to be, yeah. People need to really like shift yeah. to um, creating content yep. versus consuming, consuming it. Consuming, yeah, I love how you said that. So time auditing is something I do. I've done it a long time as well. And it's, it's, it's sad actually when you actually do it. You're like, oh my God, I spent that many hours <laughs> doing that? What a waste of but time. But the alternative is like you don't know and you kind of just go through So once life. you know though, you can change it, once you track it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I would so, say like th that would be the biggest 
um, change yeah. is I've really gotten serious about like tracking my performance and tracking mm -hmm. my numbers and right. really keeping a close eye on like where I'm going right. and having very clear goals to like get here. Here's what I know I need to do yeah. because then the whole thing becomes like real. And if you have a path, then you just follow the path. Right. And so Marla, what about yourself? Was there anything you were doing back then that you still do today because it works or something different or you wish you knew back then when you first started? So I wish I had better systems in place for my time management. Were they available back then? Um, I'm sure they were available. I probably just wasn't aware just, uh, of them. You know, <laughs> no more, it worked. Notebooks are key. I still use them, like to-do lists and all that stuff. But yeah. so I still do the to-do list, but yeah. what I was doing is I was prioritizing a lot of my clients' related work right. first as okay. opposed to working on my business. Okay, so okay, instead of I spending see. time developing myself, so you're focused more on yeah, you're more on the end product. I need that commission. Yeah. I'll deal with the business when I got time. Exactly. You know, first thing in the morning, let me open my email. Let me answer all these yeah, emails. Yeah, yeah. Whereas nowadays, yeah. I'm taking care of what I it's need. More to structured. Do. It's yeah. more structured, yeah. but I'm working for me first. Yeah. And then at a given time, that's when I switch over. So it's easily something you could have done, even if you're a new agent today. You can just come out of the gate structure, right? I think that's one of the big faults of real estate sales. It's like, you know, the old uh, saying goes, you know, the best thing about real estate sales is you don't have a boss. The worst thing about it, you don't have a boss, <laughs> right? right? So, yeah. so you have to be fairly structured and rigid. I, growing through football and all that stuff, I always had that sort of regimented thing. I had to, because you don't want to get up. It's, nobody wants to wake up at, you know, six or seven in the morning and go and run for an hour or like work out. Like, nobody <laughs> wants to do that. But you had to do it and you had to be rigid and structured. So I took that into sales. I think that's what helped me grow my business when I first started. Uh -huh. so, so that being said, like obviously you guys have been in the business for quite some time. How long have you been doing this for now? So I was just thinking about this before we came on the show here. Yeah. And uh, I think I've been in a total for 15 years now. Of sales? So about or like, six, like investing so 16 and as an investor right. and probably 14 to 15 sales. Yeah. And Marla, yourself? Uh, nine years in sales. Nine years. So both of you have seen... Like a, like a big change in technology over that past decade, right? Yeah. 16 years. Like I think when I started, I, mean, I, had, I had a flip phone. It was not a smartphone. And it was like, you had to send a text and you know how that was working. <laughs> it was terrible. But so where do you think, you know, the exponential technologies have benefited your business and potentially hurt the business that you were doing today in sales? So technology has made it easier to reach out to people. Okay. Right? Especially social media, um, even websites and online yeah. marketing um, makes it a lot easier for lead generation. Yeah. Um, whereas before it was Kijiji and Craigslist yeah, and, yeah, yeah. um, I know. started before that just to date myself. Okay. <laughs> so they didn't have that when I started. I wish I did. Yeah. Um, I went through, I went through that phase, a couple of your phases doing that too. Now I find pretty much every person starts their own search online. So you yeah. need your web presence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People aren't out there looking for a realtor to guide them. They're right. online looking to find what they want themselves. Right. I, yeah. I found with that on that note, like. People I meet now have just as much information as I do at yeah. their disposal. So it's like really challenging to get that differentiator. Like why even talk to me? So I still think it's important to have realtors, but yeah. like uh, Mitch, like what do you think has changed over your 15, 16 years of uh, technology and growth? So I love the fact that we have all this technology available to us. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're a realtor yeah. and the information yeah. is like your value proposition to somebody, right you better find a new value proposition <laughs> yeah, if you I don't agree, right. have agree, another yeah, one yeah. because access to information is yeah. like available to everybody. And yeah. so, uh, and I think that's unbelievable for clients right. because by the time they come to you, they've already researched buildings, neighborhood, yeah. builders. They know pricing, they know sales pricing, pricing now. They, they know everything. Yeah. And yeah. like, if you're smart and you're strategic about it, it just helps us so much more because they're right. like, 
50% along or 80% along mm -hmm. the process. Yeah. Plus there's also all these like amazing tools out there to help organize your time, right. to reach more people that you'd never be able to reach before. Yeah. Like if you look at Toronto specifically, like right. we're, we're attractive on like a global scale. Right. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Whereas before, I mean, if we're going to go way back, we might as well go like pre-internet, you might have seen an article in a newspaper on page 19 about mm -hmm. Toronto, but you would never know about it otherwise, right? Yeah, so right. now you can Google like best places to invest in real estate in the world. Yeah. And I assure you Toronto's coming up pretty high on that list. Probably top 10 at this point. I would think so, yeah. Where do you see the business going? Now that exponential technologies, you know, when I first, just some context. So about 17 years ago, maybe 18 years ago now, I'm getting, uh, if, I, if I do the mathematics. So when I first started, they were just phasing out fax hot sheets, okay? So every Monday, you would get a fax of a hot sheet of what came on the market over the weekend. Should we explain what a fax is? <laughs> I've heard rumors about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. About. yeah, these weird fax machines. Yeah, they still, they still exist, but anyways. Um, and oddly enough, some agents still want faxes. I'm like, what's going on? But anyways, that's a side note. So, so that was being just phased out. And I was, every Monday, you'd have to go there and you'd have to get the sheets. And that was your portal. That's why clients wanted to talk to you. Because like, what came out on the weekend? What's new? I saw the stuff at the open houses last weekend, but I don't know what happened this weekend. Mm -hmm. So you had that, you were the gatekeeper, right? So we're no longer the gatekeeper. So for me personally, I think why people hire realtors now, and you guys can tell me differently, is that they want, they still need, you know, information of, is this valuation right, right? So they want, they still want that guidance of like, am I overpaying, is it underpaying, is it a good deal, not a good deal? I still need to do the paperwork because my lawyer is not gonna do it, he's too expensive, and I need you to do it. That's kind of what I'm seeing, or like, you know, finding something that they just can't get online, something off market, you know, good deals, you know, commercial deals, things of that nature. So do you see that like, like that's gonna continue? Do you think realtors will be a thing in the next 10 years, 20 years? What are your thoughts on that? So I think that um, you're always going to have the place of a realtor. Yeah. The one thing that many people... Always? Like forever? I do believe that. So why? Why, why are you so strong about that? Because, I don't. I don't agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So um, I think that as realtors, right? we have a bit of a clouded judgment as to how much the public knows about the market, mm -hmm. the process, neighborhoods, things like that. Like we know more than 99% of people out there. Yeah. Okay. And I think for a good agent mm -hmm. who can really showcase a lot of value to their clients, there's okay. always gonna be a need for that. Yeah. I don't know if necessarily it will always be the same process or like journey along the way, or right. it might not always be 5% commission or whatever it is. Yeah. But I think that at the end of the day, for most transactions where there's this much money involved, somebody's gonna want that face-to-face -face human connection involved some way. I respectfully disagree only because I think exponential technologies is disrupting every industry on planet Earth. Hotels, cabs, right? Uber, Airbnb, all this stuff. Sales for some reason has not been disrupted, whether they just don't focus on it, nobody's like, you know, put their targets on it yet. I think someone's gonna come along. Like Zillow tried and they were very close to disrupting the business. That buyer we program. All, yeah, we would have yeah. all been out of business, to be honest, if it stuck. And I think it's just a matter of time where, you know, you know, version one didn't work. Maybe it's gonna be version two or three or four. But you know, if that were to happen, right, what would you guys do if 
salesmanship or realtors weren't a thing anymore. Have you given that any thought? Like, is there an exit strategy in this business? Like, have you guys thought down the road? Like when I first started, okay, I was 26 years old, just coming out of football. And I was so pissed off because I was like, man, my career in football is over. My dream job is over. Now I can do sales. Like I wanted to do it, but not when I was 26. Okay. Like maybe <laughs> I wanted like, you know, you know, 36, 40, I got a family, I'll get into real estate. Okay. So I was kind of forced into it. But there was agents literally in the office and they're like late 70s, 80s and on the phone calling on Sunday afternoon. I'm like, what is going on here? Is this the business? Am I 26 and that's my future? I didn't want that future. So I said, look, I got to figure out a different path. So my path was investing. So day one, I started investing in real estate, but I had sales secondary, right? It was kind of like there. They were kind of mm-hmm. like going at the same time. So have you guys given that any thought, you know, in your young careers? You guys are both young guys. You may want to think that far ahead. I had that, you know, realization, but did you, have you guys thought about that? I do think about it. Um, investing is definitely a path that I right. want to go down. And just throughout my experience in sales, um, you know, the largest gains are made through investing. Right. Okay. So, um, so you've learned that through sort of your experience with your clients? With my clients. And you, you got some historical, you know, nine years in the business. You can yeah. see some context what you were selling nine years ago versus today. It's really run up quite Correct. a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, exponential growth in terms of the Toronto prices. Right, and yeah. Uh, it's been really good for a lot of people, yeah. and I can see that. And you know, definitely going to tap into that as my future. Um, I don't want to be 80 years old showing properties and sitting <laughs> at open houses yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, keep in mind, some people do. Okay, <laughs> right. there's some agents because yes. they have nothing else to do. And the beauty about sales is you can do it till you're 80 years old or 90 years old if you really wanted to. Uh-huh. I, I'm not sure how successful you'd be. I don't know anybody that old yet, but in terms of like, you know, they're my friends or colleagues, but like. There's, you go down to Disney, people there, they're 80 years old and they're working because it's not they need the money, they just want to get out of the house. They want to like be around people. They it's want a the purpose. action. It's a purpose. Yeah. 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 So, so, so for Mitch, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what are, do you have an exit strategy? Have you thought about it? Given no thoughts? Of to course. It? So it's, uh, it's definitely more on the um, full-time investor side. Um, I think there's a lot of um, opportunity in the education side of it as well in terms of, I don't know if that looks like like a courses or right. seminars or technology mm-hmm. implementation yeah. somehow. So it's a winding down of sales, but increasing investing and giving back kind of thing. In, is that, is increasing that investing, yeah. increasing yeah. giving back. Um, right. You know, the ownership of properties obviously is fantastic Huge, because yeah. like Marlo yeah. touched on, I mean, equity, yeah. you make equity while, you're sl- while you sleep, yeah. right? And so, um, and then I'm, I'm a massive um, animal advocate Okay. So I would like to get more involved in doing more work like that. Right. So for me, it's like, how do you essentially buy back your time? Right. I don't always see myself in real estate. So it's like, I want to make a difference in the world um, for animals. That's my big purpose and That's my great. big why. Okay. And so um, at some point, there's a transition there that yeah. allows me to focus full-time on that right um, and maybe it's a team here that's running while I do it and I'm way less involved and I can spend more time there but right. y- yeah I mean it's it's got to be a combination of because we all know that there's no retirement plan in right. real estate sales mm-hmm. so you have to build it yourself and the best way right. to build it is through your expertise right which is just so happens to be the best way to build wealth which yeah, is real estate. yeah, 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 and your insiders, right? It, it, effectively, your inside yes. training. You're you're involved with the stuff. You know when things are launching before the public. Like there's a lot of things you have as insider information, which is fantastic and beneficial to an investor mm-hmm. or to a realtor who can be in it and grow their business. For sure. So 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 you have given it some thought, obviously, right? Like not, no, you, no, you don't have to. I meet a lot of realtors who don't think that far ahead. <laughs> They're just looking for the next commission check. You got to remember some of our listeners are just starting out and they just need a commission check. They can't think twenty years ahead, thirty years ahead. It's like, you know, how do I get my business cards? Wait, I, and now I got to think about <laughs> retiring? Like, I don't even have, you know, like, so, so, so it's not everybody thinks about it, but I think I want the context of, if you are thinking about it, what does it look like? 
I think it becomes you, a yeah. big. So if you look at it too long out in the future, right. it becomes like overwhelming. And the further yeah. you go out, the harder it is to predict. Right? Yeah. It's like, what's that saying? You overestimate what you can do in a year and underestimate what you can do in five. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. exactly it. And so I think it's important for like, it could be an experienced realtor, but it could also be a brand new realtor yeah. to at least sit down and spend some time figuring out like, like what, what they ultimately like? want their business to look yeah. like and their life to look like. And yeah. you might not plan out if you're like 25, mm -hmm. you might you don't have to plan out when you're 65 what that's right. going to look like, yeah. but at least like a one-year, three-year, and a five-year plan yeah. because it gives you some direction. Of and course. If, without direction, you jump around from brokerage to brokerage. Yeah. You, you, know, you don't really know where you're going. Yeah. But if you have a plan, at least it's like a guiding light. So do you think um, a team strategy, which I get a lot of feedback from realtors of like, I think I want to build a team down the road, right? That's their exit strategy. So they go on vacation or they can do whatever they want and their team still runs behind the scenes. It's not that easy. <laughs> I know it's not that easy, but like, have you given that a thought? Is that, or is it, you know, I want to eventually have more time to myself, but I need an assistant or something, at least back home doing the things I need to get done so that my business keeps running. Like, 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 is there a divergence? Like, I don't want this, but I definitely need some free time. Like, what does it look like? So the biggest hurdle is, and, and I've gone through this and I, I still go through this. Yeah. I think the biggest difference is as a realtor, you have to be really good at sales. But okay. when you start building a team, you have mm -hmm. to be a really good leader yes. and course, a really yeah. good manager. Yeah. And that comes with a whole other set totally of skills. Yeah. And yeah. so that was sort of like a punch in the face to me at the beginning was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh wow, you're good at sales, <laughs> but like you really suck as a manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've given yeah. that a lot of thought as well, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And it comes down to, do I want to manage people? That's and, a big question. Right. Is it, do you want to do that? Right? Um, yeah. Yes, I would love to have the, the residual revenue coming in from the team, but yeah. now I've got to manage this team. I've got to grow this team. I've got to nurture them. Right. Um, so I'm more giving it the shorter term thought of let's get an assistant going and right. let's start freeing up my own time right now so that I can potentially have the time to do these things. Right. It's just like anything else, it takes practice to right. get good. And it took me um, a good amount of time before yeah. you start to figure it out. Like, oh, this works, oh, that works, just like you do with any other business. So kind right? of trial and error. Trial and error, and you find success, and you read books, and you go to seminars, yeah. and you yeah. do all the other stuff that you do, and before you know it, things start clicking. That's right, yeah, the growth is key for anybody. Like, I think by our nature, we want to grow, right? It's a baby, you want to crawl, and then you want to walk, you just have a, a new baby, right? Yeah. So are they in the phase of crawling, walking? Or just about to start crawling. Just about to start crawling, and yeah. then it's walking. So you don't even have to tell them what to do. Right, and they're already doing it. So in our nature, we want to grow and want to expand. We want to get bigger. Most realtors, I think, unfortunately, they hit that brick wall of that failure and they just stop. Whereas if you give it to an infant, they're not going to stop. They fall down, ah, oh, that sucks, I'm going to cry, daddy's yeah. going to hug me, I'm going to get up and go again, okay? That's what you need as a good salesperson because you're going to hit those failures, you're going to hit those walls. So when it comes down to um, our final uh, talking points here, like, is there one thing Mitch and Marlowe, that you would want our listeners to know if they're either a new agent or a seasoned agent, maybe they're stuck on something, maybe their business isn't, you know, stopped growing, maybe they want to grow a team. What is there one thing that you wish you absolutely knew starting out that you want everybody else to know about your, the success in your sales? I think life and the universe presents opportunities to people when they're ready. Right. And you essentially have to fail your way to mm -hmm. success. Okay. Like, I once sold out a building. Right. I was owed half a million dollars. Yeah. The whole deal fell apart on firm, totally sold oh, out man. deal. <laughs> and I never saw a penny from it. 
And yeah, it's a tough uh, deal. while I was pissed at the beginning, yeah. it was it started to be replaced with, you know what, this is preparing me for something even bigger now. Yeah. And if yeah. you can go and make money, big money, yeah. and you can take the losses and bounce back, yeah. then there's bigger rewards coming. Right. And it's amazing once you start to change your attitude and your energy about it, that bigger things do come along and of bigger course. opportunities come along. Yeah. And so like, I'm looking at my career now being like, yeah, does that totally suck that that happened? Yeah. Of course it of does, course but it like, you know, through all my entire career, I've sold over a billion dollars of real estate. Oh, congratulations. And yeah, so, um, you know, it's been fun, it's been a great journey. Yeah. So like my biggest piece of advice is yeah. like, you have to chalk up, like they're not losses, they're not failures. Right. It's just like, it's one more step closer to being yeah. ultimately it's a learning successful. Yeah, yeah. So Marlo, what you, what's, what's the one thing you wish people would take away from a message that nine years of experience? I'm a big believer that you don't always have to fail your way to success. You can learn from other people's failures. Yes, you're gonna have some stumbles along the way, but you don't have to hit brick wall after brick wall. You right. can kind of go over some of them, around some of them. It's like, well, I'm gonna want to avoid that pitfall, right? Sure. Yeah, so, so what, what about you, Marl? So what, what's sort of one piece of advice? For me, it would be always continue to grow and better yourself. Right. Okay, always try and learn more. Constant improvement. Constant improvement. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing, like, when I finished uh, post-secondary school, I thought I'm never gonna crack open another book again. <laughs> never gonna have to do anything yeah, like that. Celebrating, yes, never again, studying. Um, now I look forward to yeah. reading new books, you know, right. every week on personal development, yeah. uh, learning new skills. Yeah. You know, just constantly keep uh, bettering yourself. Constant improvement, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Well, and those yours? Are Mine, oh uh, gosh. It's perseverance, I think is what it is. It's a tough business. Sales is not, like I got into it Again, not when I wanted to, but I was almost forced to get into just because like I, I had bills to pay, right? Bills are coming in, rent to pay. I gotta make money. If I'm not doing football, I better start selling some real estate, right? Yes. And it was tough. It was really hard. It's not something I wanted to do at the time, but I got into it and it was difficult. You know, nobody was tackling me, nobody was injuring me. So the physical side was easy, right? Mm -hmm. It was that mental toughness. You're the, Look, I started with 15,000 agents in Toronto. I think there's 70 some odd thousand now. 76,000 yeah. agents. So, yeah. so is that competition? Not necessarily, no. okay? But it is a lot of people that you have to now go through that weren't necessarily there you know, 17, 18 yeah. years ago. So for me, it was just about perseverance. Because like you, you had failures, you've had failures. We've all had clients who stiffed us. We've all had deals fall apart. It's just about that going through it because look, most, unfortunately, the average real estate career lasts two years, which is the window from the time you get licensed to when you need to renew, your first renewal. And that's and everyone says, you know what, it's not for me, I'm out of here. So there's a huge attrition rate. There's a lot of people who just like fall off the cliff there. So for me, it's like just get through it, get through that failure. That's, mm -hmm. that's the, the one thing I want people to take, take out of this. That's it, guys. You know, I appreciate it. It's been a fun, fun podcast and, uh, you know, we'll do it again sometime. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Really appreciate of it. Of course. Thank you. Anytime.